The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 26th of November. In your Squiz today, the wash-up from the Victorian election, Brexit goes through the EU, Black Friday pulls in billions of shopping dollars, and a big win for our women's cricket team. This is your Squiz today. Well, Victoria voted on the weekend, Claire. They were fairly emphatic. Labor is back in for a second term and looks to pick up at least 10 seats. We're used to these elections being pretty close-run things, aren't we, for the last Mm. few. You know, we haven't really had a a big uh, trouncing and that's exactly what happened on the weekend in Victoria. Labor was returned with an increased majority. They've uh, done very well and expected to take 55 seats of the 88-seat Legislative Assembly. Uh, It was the coalition who suffered. They've reduced their numbers to about 28 members by the looks of things. They're down uh, possibly nine seats and it was their worst result in 16 years in Victoria. Uh, I mean, what are the ramifications nationally with a, with a federal election next year? There must be talk about yeah. how this goes down for Scott Morrison. Yeah, it really it was a result in Victoria that sent shockwaves right across the country for every coalition politician looking at that and wondering what their fortunes are going to be. So Victoria is quite a different state. It's a bit more progressive uh, than other states. And what has been borne out is that, uh, and certainly Channel 9 had some polling last night, that the dumping of Malcolm Turnbull has gone over very badly. But also uh, there's things really that will wash out in the next piece about whether the coalition's agenda is right. And what that points to is what Daniel Andrews, the Premier in, in Victoria, the Labor Premier, said, you know, this sort of politics of fear and division hasn't played well in Victoria. He was trumpeting his achievements in a positive agenda and getting things done. Uh, so no doubt there'll be quite a few people looking at what Scott Morrison and the coalition are trying to sell to the electorate and wonder whether that's the right pitch. And if news poll is anything to go by, that's out this morning. And though Scott Morrison's still more popular than Bill Shorten, uh, the coalition's primary vote is down another point to 34%, which is very, very low. One of the hurdles Theresa May had to jump over to get her Brexit plan rolling was the approval of the European Union, and it looks like she can tick that off the list. She can tick that off the list. That's happened overnight. So European Union leaders, uh, after 20 months of negotiation, uh, have signed up to Theresa May's deal to Brexit. Uh, the divorce bill is going to cost the UK almost 70 billion Australian dollars. It's quite a quite a payment to get out of it. Uh, still another step to go. The UK Parliament is set to vote on Brexit uh, mid-December. I think it's the 12th of December and certainly that passage isn't guaranteed. So there's still some, uh, as you say, hurdles to jump yet. Still on politics, an interesting result in the Taiwanese elections over the weekend, Claire. We haven't done Taiwan's politics yet in the podcast or email, I don't think. I don't know how Taiwan has managed to avoid our glare, but yes, on the weekend they had some local elections. Their president, um, Tsai Ing-wen, has resigned as head of her party. And long story short, that's because she really wanted a harder line against China, and that's pretty much been rejected in these elections. There are a couple of other little interesting um, parts to to that election as well. They had a referendum on marriage equality, which was rejected. 
elected. Uh, they also had a referendum about changing um, the name that they compete under in the Olympics from Chinese Taipei to Taiwan, and that was also rejected. So it's interesting. Um, it seems that voters there do want um, a sort of an alliance with China and to work with China, whereas um, this president who uh, who has now um, said that she will step down wanted um, separation. Yeah, interesting. So you could go on a deep, deep dive into could that all those politics, yeah. but let's just leave it at that yeah. for the time being. Um, I don't know about you. I managed to avoid the the lair of Black Friday. I got a lot of emails saying <laughs> there's a lot of great sales on. It's a slippery slope, though, so I really tried not to get involved. <laughs> but US shoppers didn't resist and instead spent what six point two billion US dollars? Yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, they did, which is a record, and they've um, increased their spending by about twenty five percent on sales last year. So that's wow. a pretty phenomenal result for the big retailers there. And I thought one of the interesting things was that um, Adobe, who monitored um, online sales, said that about two billion dollars of that. Six point two two was transacted over smartphones. So, what that seems to point to is that shoppers actually had the items that they wanted in the cart ready to press buy once the sales were turned on. I know you like to put things in the cart and then (laughs) remove them, not actually go through with the purchase. Did you manage? Did you manage? You know me so well. Yeah. So on um, on Saturday, Arvo, I did um, have a bit of a glance around some of my favourite sites, and I did curate quite a few (laughs) shopping baskets, which I then shut down the the websites on before proceeding to purchase because it's a self-discipline that seems to work for me. I don't know what it is, but well done. (laughs) I'm very proud of you. (laughs) Um, Crocodile attack rates have surged more than 20 fold in Timor-Leste in less than a decade. There's some theories out there as to why. One of those is that they think that um, big crocs from the Northern Territory are swimming 600 kilometres across to East Timor. Yeah, amazing. And that's behind the that surge in, in recent attacks in, in East Timor. It's just incredible. Yeah, they're averaging 13 attacks a year in the last decade, so very concerning. Um, and Harry and Meghan are moving house. They are. They're moving out of Kensington Palace in London and to Frogmore Cottage, which is on the Windsor uh, estate, you know, where Windsor Castle is. It's it's part of that big estate. And, I mean, it all sounds very quaint, Frogmore Cottage, but apparently it has 10 bedrooms and space for a yoga studio and all sorts of things. So, yeah, that sounds rather lovely. Lots of rumours have begun, haven't they? So the press have kind of turned on <laughs> Meghan. Which was only a matter of time really wasn't it I guess it's yeah it's, um, yeah that's true it's tough but she seems um like a pretty tough girl so uh yeah and expecting a baby they're going to move um before all of that is done apparently you can look that up yourself we won't get into the rumor mill and the, actually the other thing I was going to mention um, is our women's cricket team won the t20 world cup yesterday mm. they played in the west indies against England um and I'm sure they're they're probably still celebrating it was a pretty amazing win. it was um probably makes them one of the most successful uh, Australian representative teams going around at the moment yeah they're doing mm. well um subject line never smile at a crocodile easy one to finish us off <laughs> And congratulations to Jennifer Roan, who won the $100 giveaway to spend at Seller Masters last week. Jennifer, thanks so much for reading the Squeeze Today email every day. Uh, if you do so this week, we've got $100 to give away to spend at Woolies. Have a great Monday and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. 
where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.